Welcome to episode 255 of the Outback Mind podcast. Thanks so much for joining in. Uh, really appreciate uh, during the week some of the wonderful messages we got from uh, the last podcast we did, uh, Donna and I, um, around um, masculine and feminine energies, uh, which is reasonably a, a hot topic, but um, we sort of went into a bit more depth and detail last week, and it was really nice to you know get feedback from both men and women, and lots of people actually like listened in. So um, we've been really excited about bringing you this one today, and uh, a couple more have come to mind that we probably need to touch on after this. So um, so so thanks so much for, for listening in. Um, you know, I really appreciate the support um, organisations are giving the Outback Nine podcast out there, and also companies that are getting us in to do uh, workplace wellbeing talks um, with the documentary we made recently, uh, Healing Men's Minds, which has been going really well. We're also making another one at the moment around uh, domestic violence prevention called Balling Point, which will be out um, probably in about a month's time. So uh, just finalising a few things there and getting everything sorted. Um, that's going to touch a lot on um, you know, how men, uh, I suppose, approach relationships and what we can do better moving forward to be able to help uh, our healthy relationships form, um, you know, for the betterment of ourselves and our partners and everyone around us. So looking forward to bringing that um, to life. Uh, if you'd like to check out our work, please uh, look at uh, outbackmind.org.au. More importantly, I have my partner Donna here with me uh, to talk about uh, fear of abandonment today. And it's probably a pretty hot topic in relationships and I'll talk at it from a male's point of view. Uh, and Donna will basically give us um, some overview uh, from her work as a relationship expert, but also what women experience in this space. And it's a bit of a bit of a funny one because um, I know personally it's probably something that I've been uh, conscious of uh, over the journey. And um, when I look back, uh, I think my own issues stemmed from my mother, possibly because I know she had postnatal depression when I was born, and she she opened up about that like you know probably late in life, but. Um, I think she had a bit of trauma before I come along, and um, you know I think you know, as a as a young male or as a male in general, we do really need that sort of um, you know feminine connection, and, um, and that unfortunately is not understood. And if we're not careful, we can uh, find ourselves um, you know becoming uh, emotional, jealous, whatever it may be, and it's not fair on our partners to um, to experience that. So we're going to sort of touch on that and a few other things in between. So welcome, Donna. Thanks for joining me. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> no worries. No worries. We don't script our conversations here. We, we're, we're pretty fluent with <clears throat> the way we go about it. So this uh, will be guided uh, by um, our own energies and own experiences, um, you know, throughout the conversation. And we really appreciate your feedback with this one. So Don's, um, you know, you've been working with people for a long time. Is this something that's pretty common uh, that you experience, you know, pr- probably from a male's point of view or what, what is it mainly more common in a female, this sort of abandonment issue? Yeah, fear of abandonment is, um, it's actually an emotional wound that everybody has. Um, we as um, babies or humans are only born, we're born with only three fears in life and one of them is a fear of abandonment. Um, the reason being is that because um, even a baby who's um, not fully developed yet, of course, um, has a fear that um, if the mother abandons it, it will die. Mm-hmm. So we are actually all born with a fear of abandonment. Um, the other two fears that we're born with is uh, a fear of falling and a fear of loud noises. Every other fear that we have going on inside of us or inside our mind is actually self-created. Developed. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, from our experiences. So 
in my personal experience and also my experience with my clients, a fear of abandonment is a very real thing and it creates a lot of um, anxious attachment style relationships, which also known as codependency. Mm-hmm. So that can really put, um, you know, one or both partners in a lot of hot water in a relationship because when we don't feel like we're fully functioning as ourselves and we feel like we're relying on our partner in that codependency um, through uh, generating the fear of abandonment, um, we don't feel whole. Um, we don't feel safe with ourselves so we put a lot of pressure sometimes on the partner or we walk around into the fear that our partner's going to leave us Mm. um that creates a lot of insecurity Mm. and insecurity is really probably you know something that you know most of us have experienced Mm. um um, within ourselves as people but around um trusting our partner and around them you know uh, not leaving us so i think if you look back in history um you know, from a woman's point of view, a fear of abandonment was very, very strong because back before women worked, they were 100% reliant on their, their man partner mm. to support them and provide financially. So if he chose to abandon her, well, she was literally um, left with nothing. Mm. So, um, yeah, we've obviously come a long way since then, thank goodness. But I really help people understand um, themselves and what fears and emotional wounds or suppression they have. Um, I actually helped a client this morning with a fear of abandonment, which also led into a fear of betrayal, um, you know, from past stuff. So, you know, once I was able to release that out of her body and her um, energetic experience, uh, you know, she was able to leave here pretty well flying. because you know she she literally was able to release that fear um yeah what's your experience with the fear of abandonment well it's a funny one um we talk about this in men's circles a bit and it's probably Mm. something that i need to you know explore more and more with guys so they've got the awareness about it Mm. that that's why we're experiencing so much issues with dv domestic violence and and behavioral problems and so forth too people get into a relationship and they're sort of we're going to talk about this next week, but, you know, sort of got a wound that's, um, you know, they're, they're unconscious of and they're trying to sort of, you know, find um, connection in someone else that can give them a sense of fulfillment. Mm. Um, so for me personally, I reckon that was pretty evident early on with relationships, feeling a bit insecure and all that. And it took a long time for me to actually trust, you know, to have trust of a woman, mm. I guess, too. Um, definitely had that with my wife. She was she was really wonderful with that. But um, um, you know, certain things drift apart, and and that's unfortunately part of relationships these days because we're not really equipped and we don't have the emotional mm-hmm. awareness on how to navigate our way through. So that's our, our job moving forward to help people with that. But um, yeah, on a personal level, um, I think uh, I have. Yeah, you know, I, I've done a lot of work on myself. So I'll give you an example. When my wife and I split up, like I said, I'm not going to get into another relationship until I've really got to know myself deeper. Because, you know, I'd, I'd been a kid, went to school, got out of school, become a worker. That was all my whole identity, but I never knew who I was, you know, full, fully. And um, so I did a lot of, you know, deep inner work, you know, got more connected with my heart rather than my mind. And, you know, that allowed me to 
get to, I suppose, love myself before I, you know, actually, um, you know, approach someone else or got mm-hmm. involved with someone else. So, so I guess for me as a personal, you know, uh, you know, as a man, um, that was very, very worthwhile because otherwise I would have probably looped around in that mm. sense of insecurity most of my life. Yeah. And I know when you and I got together, that was really still coming up, mm. and and I could I could silence it a bit, yeah. but certainly it was there because. I guess I, I really um, I got comfortable being on my own, but I was also very cautious of, of any other relationships that wasn't aligned with me. And I, 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 I resisted that. And I wouldn't have short-term relationships or anything like that because I, I didn't feel it was, was ever going to fulfil me. Mm. So I needed to be involved with someone that was purely aligned and, um, and, and you are. So, you know, it's definitely worth worthwhile and, and worth the wait and... We'll explore more of this in, you know, other podcasts, but um, I think that that's something that we all need to be able, basically be able to do because the insecurities are what drive our, our pursue, pursuit of relationships uh, a lot of the times, <clears throat> particularly men, like we're, we're, we're missing something or we're lacking something, we're trying to find that in someone else. But when things um, you know, may, not, may not feel normal or things might go, um, you know, astray, that's when guys really get into that abandonment mode. Mm. Uh, and that's when you know stuff starts to happen, um, you know, on a on a on a well, on various levels, I suppose. But yeah, for me, I'm, I'm very you know very comfortable and very content with with my life and relationship now, because I've I've had that experience and that awareness, <laughs> and that fear is no longer there. But I certainly know that um, attachment is what causes suffering too. Mm. So you you've got to realise um, that you know sometimes you've got to let go. Uh, and sometimes, you know, that letting go is taking you into a new um, area of growth. I've worked with a lot of old men too, uh, and they've um, they've experienced deep, you know, depression and sadness when their partners have have, have moved on. Um, you know, and that's that's certainly, um, you know, uh, unfortunately part of humanology. But I guess at the end of the day, we need to be able to realise that everything's impermanent, and um, you know stuff happens uh, you know so so we've got to accept it uh, as it does come you know whether whether it's, it's before time or not you know that sort of feeling can be um can be overcome if we do the work on ourselves and we actually like start to uh you know accept rather than reject i guess you know be more accepting of what's happening and what's you know what's going on that we're out of control of you know i guess because some things are out of our control one of the big problems, I think, with, with guys is we want to try and control everything too, you know, and that's probably hard to do in a relationship. It's, it's not, not right to do that. Um, and that's where, you know, guys find that security by, by behaving like that. Mm. But at the same time, it's, it's not healthy. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Control, I don't think, works in a relationship at all because, um, you know, we want, to, we want to feel that we have the freedom to be ourselves and to be loved for who we are Mm. and control doesn't really allow that Mm. um but women these days are slipping a lot into control because they're in their masculinized energy which Mm. creates control and dominance um behaviors because they're living in the fear um of not having the safety of the potentially their man stepping up so um definitely seeing that in both men and women um both needing or wanting to control, um, which is, I suppose, is the power struggle, mm. the push-pull, the poke, the force. <laughs> mm. So we're wanting to move away from that. 
Um, I think the biggest thing I would like to look at in terms of the fear of abandonment is that I truly believe that for us to have, you know, really healthy relationship with someone else is that we have to have that healthy relationship, self-loving relationship mm. with ourselves. Mm. It's so important we don't self-abandon. Um, yeah. The fear of abandonment um, is usually linked to often, you know, a parent originally and then perhaps, a, a, you know, another partner even in the past. Mm. But it, the most important thing is is that we never self-abandon. But most people do abandon themselves on many different areas of their life and not realise it, mm. whether it's through their diet, um, their exercise regime or not having one, um, accepting a job that's not actually... Um, in alignment or they don't enjoy mm. um, doing things they just don't want to do to please others um, all of those things are self-abandoning yes. so anything that we're doing that's ha- harming us in any way or not allowing us to fully live out our full potential i believe is self-abandonment mm, that's true well said mm. i hadn't really thought of it like that mm. and that that's the norm for most people to uh, actually yes, like, feel and experience that yeah it's uh, it's really interesting because we, I, I describe it as self-sabotage, mm. you know, self, yep. self, low self-worth, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you're really abandoning your, your, your connection with yourself mm. and your soul's journey. And we yep. talk about that quite a bit. We've all got yeah. a purpose yep. and we know what feels good for us, but we're, we're quite, often operate, quite often, often operating outside that. Yeah, so definitely. I'd say eight out of ten people are. They're, they're out of alignment. Mm. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. Oh, the, the, well, the clients that I definitely see are... Because um, like I said in my last um, podcast, I do an activity with them for them to specifically work out where they're at at different areas of their life. And, yeah, they are way out of alignment mm-hmm. um, in pretty well all areas of life. So, you know, people are just living out of whack basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we, we self-abandon every day in lots of different areas and we, we've also abandoned our connection to source or spirit. And, and you know, if you look back in history or... Um, our ancestors and our you know different lineages and that like we there is a superpower beyond who we are and Mm. if we've disconnected from that that's that's another form of abandonment Mm. um, because it's naturally who we are we're spiritual beings having a human experience so Mm. if you understand that um and we're not um, I suppose putting time and energy into tuning in. yeah tuning in and connecting mm-hmm. on a spiritual level, then we're self abandoning mm. in that area as well, and that is an area that I look at for people. Mm. So yeah, 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 just on that because like it was a whirlwind uh, experience for me to be able to understand this, and for some people mm. um, listening in, it's probably a bit foreign, but. When your frequency is in tune, mm. um, then everything seems to work better because you're in harmony with yourself. Yeah. And most people are, are, are out of the harmony, you know, yeah. I guess in every day. And then we're too much in the mind. We're looking for things to keep us distracted or busy or whatever. Mm. But, yeah, you're right. We're actually abandoning in ourselves. We are. We're not, we're not tuning in and connecting no. with ourselves and listening. And, and that behaviour, you know, uh, channels into other you know other people in our lives our partners our workplace relationships our kids that sort of thing too because yeah. we're not really connected i think yeah. we've got a, a a big need this year and beyond to be able to help people tune into actually getting back into their own lane and their own frequency again yeah definitely we're all, flow. yeah yeah great mm. can you talk more about that yeah well um Working with energetics and people's uh, vibration or frequency um, at a cellular and subconscious level is one of my specialties. Um, Mm. But, yeah, a lot of people don't understand 
um, the journey of energy. We, we are all energy. Everything is energy. Everything is made up of energy. It's just vibrating at a different frequency. Like a chair is energy, a tree is energy, your food that you eat is energy, your energy, mm. I'm energy, but we're all vibrating at different frequencies. So when you understand that, you can actually learn to master your own energy frequencies which is something i've worked on over the last 12 years very mm. very heavily within yourself um, and other people yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. i've taught myself and i've also um worked with some very powerful coaches all around the world to really help me um get a very deep level of understanding and education but also how to actually raise my vibration and frequency mm. um every day mm-hmm. so i personally do rituals every day to help and support that um and i know you do too um but i teach my clients about that you know but they're they're sim- the, the things that i teach are quite simple things though simple things that people can do in everyday life because most people are busy mm. um but really understanding that we are vib- vibrating energy but that's what we are so if we can learn to master and even manipulate that energy we can transmute ourselves from a low level feeling into a high level feeling mm. if that makes sense and when you're in that high yeah. level feeling the feelings of abandonment don't actually pop up as much as what they would no because the fear of abandonment is a very low vibration mm. it's very similar to shame or guilt yes. um or any other fear for that matter red so, zone yeah, 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 you talk yeah. about that in your talk. So, mm. yeah. So if we know how to elevate our energy frequency to the vibration of, say, love or peace or calm or happiness or joy, we're at the other end of the of the emotional scale. Mm. So we're going to feel so much better in our body. Yes. So that's all part of, um, you know, the journey of not abandoning yourself is realising who you are as a human being, but also as a spiritual being, mm. putting those two together, navigating through this life so that you don't self-abandon in any way. And you can actually get the best out of yourself. Do you know why? Yeah. <clears throat> this comes back to me quite a bit, and it would have happened to you as it did happen to me and lots of others. When when kids were born, you know, probably last century, they were put in a crib with other babies in another room, mm. not able to grab or feel or hold mm. or touch their mother. And uh, that was seen as being um, you know, good for the mother to rest back then. But that baby needed that connection early on. Yeah, they did. In fact, I think I shared with you a couple of weeks ago about an um, experiment that was done. I think it was in the UK many, many moons ago, where they had a, in an orphanage, they had a group of babies that they um, nurtured um, and gave love and support and another group of babies that they just fed and then put put in in the cot or put put in another room and mm. those babies died the mm. ones that didn't actually get nurtured so that comes back to that fear of abandonment doesn't it because that fear of abandonment or it is instinctual just like our uh, love frequency we're born with the love frequency as babies mm. but we've also got that fear of abandonment in the background yes so yeah, because yeah. we we want love we need love we thrive on love in relationships and life mm. But our fears get in the way. Yes, that's right. So it's one end of the scale to the other. Yeah, it is. Complete opposites. Yep. Mm. Yeah, and that and that opposite scale is dominating most people's lives, the fear. Yeah. And and really when you think about our social systems, it's driving us towards that. Yeah, it is. And mm. fear and love are two completely different feelings and emotions on two different frequencies. Mm. But you cannot ever be in love and be in fear at the same time Mm, 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 it's not possible so if you're living from fear-based thoughts and feelings then you can't 
live from a love-based thought feeling, so therefore you're missing out on that's, so much more. That's where the relationships um, fail yeah. because yeah, people yeah. are like that. So, yeah. so to give you an example of my own emotions and how I'd feel, when, when, when you and I aren't together, mm. I think about you a bit, but that's not anxiety. It's just it's a it's a connection feeling, mm. you know. And and I look at all other species and beings out there, and they all have a connection with each other. Yeah, you know? they all do. Yeah. And that's it's just a a, a, a subtle emotion that yeah. that is natural to us, you know. Yeah. But as soon as we start getting like really really strongly attached, mm. that's when things can go out of whack if you're yeah. not not careful or not conscious. Yeah, well, yeah. if you've got an anxious attachment style um, mm. relationship going on in your, and you're living that, mm. then when your partner's not there, you'll actually feel really insecure. You'll mm. start having thoughts that they might be leaving you, not coming back. It's mm. like a separation anxiety. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, see, I never experience that when I'm mm. not with you. I, mm. I just have nothing but positive thoughts. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I'm not experiencing that, but it is quite common mm. for people to experience um, the anxious attachment style, yes. which is a, is a form of codependency and you can get quite addicted to your partner and enmeshed and not even realise it. Mm. Do you because, know what? Yeah. Like, um, this is education that's not commonly, you know, spoken about or told out there. Yeah. Because I, I see it at the other end of the scale when guys are offended with domestic violence or whatever, but there's been no awareness about this. So they're actually, you know, they're, they're, they're bombarding their partners too mm. much mm. or whatever, and then yeah. that, that can lead to fear for, for them. Yeah. And then all of a sudden that goes into, uh, you know, a... Uh, a charge or whatever, you know, and, and sometimes it doesn't get to that. It just goes into, you know, verbal disagreements or whatever. But um, the education at the front end is not happening, so we're, we're getting consequences at the back end. And that really much is just that fear that's operating mm. from that level. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and really at the end of the day, like most of us have a fear of not being enough. That's a big driver mm. um, or a fear of not being lovable um, mm. because of our childhood traumas or experiences. So. Yeah. Most people have got that in the background and that's where we're trying to overcompensate in other ways and other areas of our life. Instead of coming to back to love and connection with our partner, we're mm. overcompensating by, you know, using alcohol or drugs or shopping therapy or gambling yeah. and, and addictions and distractions mm. and temptations mm. um, instead of actually dealing with you know the core issue at hand mm. because most people don't even know what that is mm. like yeah, most no. of the clients that come to me within a few minutes i'll tell them all the wounds and all the emotional stuff and they'll just go mm. how do you know that mm. and i'll go well one it's a gift but i've learned it as well because i've worked with so many people mm. and plus i've been you you know mm. as in i've been my clients yes. in the past yeah. so you know, you understand yeah, it. Yeah, I do. <clears throat> we had a guy at a men's circle last night. He was maybe 50 and he was there with his son who's 21. And, you know, he spoke about his issues at a, at a really deep level. And I picked up straight away what the problem was. But um, I could see a really beautiful person, but he blocks stuff through drugs and alcohol. Mm. Um, he's still, you know, he's functional, but he's not, you know, if you know what I mean. But um, what I identified him and I spoke him and I spoke to him at the end of it was um, that he primarily doesn't love himself. Mm. He said, "Yeah, I do all these things for everyone else, but yep. I, I, I really don't. I don't. I love. Mm. I don't love myself." And so actually, like, had a, a quick, quick conversation why that mm. actually is, and it was a mother, mother issue. Yeah. Um, you know, we were able to like hone in on pretty quickly. Yeah. But 
for him to actually move forward with his life because he's got a beautiful wife, everything's great, and his life, his business is going well, but he doesn't love himself. Yeah. So there's got to be work done, which needs to be outsourced, I yeah. think, to be able to help line him up again. Yeah. Otherwise, he'll keep going around in circles. He just had two days off the alcohol and then went back into that self-doubt, low self-worth thing again yeah. and started drinking. Yeah. That's what that's what guys do, you know. We feel yeah. good for a little while, we'll pop our head up. It's like being at the show and used to knock yeah. those things with yeah. a hammer. Yeah. Same thing. And um, and that's yeah. what happens, we knock ourselves down again. Yeah. And the self-sabotage and the low self-worth and the self-abandonment comes in. Yeah. You know? And mm. I think I think, you know, maybe everyone does maybe I mean I can't speak for everyone in the world, but I mean I think everybody has some some of that going on. Mm. Some a lot more than others though. Mm. Um, some where we're plagued with um, you know, those feelings of fear that we're, you know, making poor, poor, very poor decisions every single day. Mm, Some of mm. us are just making the odd poor decision that's mm. kind of still able to keep our head up and keep going. Mm. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, what it comes down to and something that still shocks me today is that I teach and educate my clients that, <coughs> you know, they have this body <laughs> that they live in and reside in and, uh, they kind of, you know, don't get it when I first talk about it. They're sort of like, they're just not really getting the fact that they are in a living in a body. Mm. You know, and, a, and a, elsewhere. Yeah, a, a mentor said to me about 12 years ago, she was my first spiritual mentor. It's the only thing that I remember she ever said to me. And she said, you know, when your body breaks down, where are you going to live? Mm. And I, I've never forgotten that saying because I say to my clients, you know, you can get a new car when your car's rusty and breaks down. You can go get a new house. You can get a new job. You can get anything. But you can never, ever, ever get a new body. Mm-hmm. And yet you're probably looking after that way less than you are looking after things, things you can replace. Yep. It's, your body's irreplaceable mm. um, in this lifetime anyway. Um, but why are we not looking after it more? Why uh-huh. are we abandoning that? Because we've been taught to sit and think early and we've yeah. also been um, been put into trauma early. Yeah, exactly. So we're, we're disconnected from ourselves. Totally disconnected yeah. from ourselves and our own heart mm. and got into that busy mind and yeah. now distracted over there doing other things, filling ourselves up with um, usually some sort of materialistic thing that's not going to bring us the happiness and fulfilment and not really relating to the fact that we have this amazing body that could give us so much more. Yeah, that's right. But we have to feed it the right fuel and we have to look after it and we have to tune it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we don't really know how to do that well. <laughs> They're doing a great job to try and distract us from Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. So we've got to be aware of that first up. But the other thing that come to mind then is <clears throat> I got to a point you know, quite a few years ago mm-hmm. where I felt so much gratitude and kindness and everything for myself that I I could see uh, that if I was alone, I would never be alone, if that mm-hmm. makes sense, because there's so much wonder going on outside me yeah. within nature and with, within yeah. the environment. Once you've got that connection with yourself, you actually see everything else is the same, you know, because everything is, is just operating um, at, at their own level and their own pace. But if we can be connected to that, mm. then we're actually not alone. Because well, we're never alone when we're connected to spirit or to nature yeah. or um, to that higher power. We're never alone. Mm. Um, and we see the beauty in everything. Even when things aren't really going mm. the way you want it to or not going to plan, you can still see the beauty and the silver linings in things yes. when you have that mental outlook on life. But when you don't, um, you'll see the negative everywhere. You'll see what's not working. Mm. You'll see the challenges. You'll see the problems always. Mm. So, again, we've got to flip our mind over to, um, you know, looking for things that are working and rather and, than... And see the negative in yourself. But mm. <clears throat> that's why um, 
the, the, the daily connection to yourself mm. is really important. Yeah. Because if we don't do that, then we look outside ourselves and we're distracted. Yep. As soon as you're distracted, you're, you're really slipping into another lane. Um, you and I both know, and, and lots of other people are you know, learning this, that we've got to have self-development time on a daily basis, personal yeah, development time. It is time. daily. Yeah, 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 to keep tuned in to yep. that frequency so we don't abandon ourselves first yep. and foremost. Because if we don't abandon ourselves by not doing these things, then um, then we we only benefit because we've got this inner connection, which will go for 24 hours, then we do it again. Yeah. But, um, yeah, most people are outsourcing that. They're, they're, they're bang straight away into the mind. They're disconnected, distracted. So first and foremost, they're in fear straight away, and then they're in fear of their partner, you know, leaving them or doing something wrong or whatever too, and that that's not good. But first and foremost, as I've mentioned many times, is... Before you say I love you, you first must understand I. If you really understand I, mm. then the fear of, fear of abandonment starts to disappear. Yeah. It was interesting how it came up for me, you know, when we got into relationship. And that that's, I wouldn't say it's human nature, but it's probably that, that old cellular memory that goes way back. Yeah. So I was at least able to observe that. Yeah. You know, I spoke to you about it too. Yeah, yeah. well, you do your self-reflection every day and I do mine. Mm. So we're able to mostly work through our own stuff, but every now yeah. and again we share and yeah. see where we're at with it and how do we support each other. But I just want to say, like, because if we're self-abandoning, if we're actually self-abandoning, how are we ever going to show up for our partner? That's right. Yeah. We are not going to be, or our kids. Mm. How are we going to do that if we're self-abandoning? It's mm. not actually, I don't think that's possible mm. um, unless we're, you know, completely putting ourselves at the bottom and everyone else first which mm. you know i guess a lot of us do but yeah you know it really starts with ourselves that relationship with ourselves that needs to be really um first and foremost secure yeah mm. and you know positive and healthy and vibrant and alive um and then we can have those um you know really other healthy relationships that that we really want to create in our life as well because mm. we are we are creators yeah, that's right. Well, we, we, we are can, creators. We can create. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Bring in the things that we that we not only desire, because that desire, um, you know, can lead to attachment and can lead to suffering sometimes too. But there's a frequency which is at the heart level, which gives you peace and joy. Yes. As well. Yes. Know? Yeah. I experience that too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You get that. Yeah. Um, which is beautiful because that's available to all of us. You know, if we, we, we really, you know, do the, the work and, and put the time into ourselves. And I know I, I speak to a lot of guys that struggle with that on a daily basis to actually, like, commit to themselves, you know, because they're, they're probably still operating in that fear of abandonment to themselves big time. That's obvious. But um, the commitment is huge. You know, we've actually got to really commit. And when we're in a relationship... We need to be, you know, able to have conversations with each other mm. so we've got pure trust within one another yeah. as well. Because then when you're like, when you've got that happening, then these fears start to disappear. Yeah, well, you need to be able to bring um, what you need to bring to the table for you and know that your partner's going to receive that in a, you know, a caring, understanding manner. Mm. Um, a lot of people aren't able to do that because of their own emotional triggering of their own stuff and junk mm. and baggage going on. So mm. that's something else that I teach my couples around and it eliminates all that negative triggering which causes a lot of problems with communication breakdown. Mm. So, you know, I mean, we could, you know, sit here and go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper, but, you know, if we get back to the fear of um, 
abandonment um it's really you know like i said goes right back to you know almost conception so you know we just have to tune into that and realize that that fear of abandonment might be in our cellular memory yes but if we consciously um do things and create rituals or give to ourselves each day we can count i think believe we can counteract that Mm, yeah yeah Yeah. i agree and also have open communication with your partner because if something comes up, you need to clear it. Yeah. Otherwise, it can just get suppressed and squashed down. Yeah. Um, which is really key because um, we have fear around that. You know, I yeah. know guys have fear around that. They don't want to talk about stuff. They'll bottle it up. Yeah. Um, because they're they're worried about you know being exposed for how they truly feel and that, yeah. which is terrible. And that's that's cancerous. You know, it really is yeah. because it can just spread on to other things. Um, which is, is not healthy, but having having that realization early, and you know you know more about this than I do, but having that real, realization early and being able to like jump on it and move through it is just only going to help your relationship with yourself and your relationship with, with your partner. Yeah, I think yeah. well, I think communication is really important to be able to share your fears and to be able to share, you know, your successes and your dreams and you know mm. really anything and everything that you've got going on in your world because I think it's so important that we know what's going on in our partner's world because mm. they're living a different world to, yes. our, to us. So, yeah. um, but how we communicate that will will depend on how it might land in in your partner in terms of energetically. Mm. So it's whether or not you get a kickback from it or whether they don't understand and they're not showing up for you and that mm. can make um, that fear of abandonment even worse. Yes. So that's when people stop talking or they avoid talking because they don't want that feeling. Mm. They don't want to raise a feeling of abandonment. Mm. I mean, if you, the other um, type of personality that's, you know, pretty prevalent in relationships too is the avoidant personality. So if you're with a partner with an avoidant personality and they're just not showing up for you emotionally Mm. and the other one's got the abandonment, more of a big of an abandonment issue, well, that's going to create a massive problem. Mm, So you've got an anxious attachment and an avoidant. So, And those two types Mm. of personalities often do find each other. So Mm. that's, um, yeah, again, some education, which a lot of people don't understand that. So it just creates some more and more problems. So in that situation, people would be living in distraction consistently, like looking outside themselves to give them to feed their insecurity, um, which is probably avoiding getting into the nitty gritty of the situation of the relationship issues. Yeah, well, the avoidant um, has a fear of intimacy. So for them to get really vulnerable and authentic with their partner can be so fearful. Mm-hmm. And then the anxious attachment style is is more around severe anxiety around the fear of abandonment. So mm-hmm. they're living with a lot of um, you know negative swimming thoughts around in their mind around um, you know thinking their partner's going to leave them or not come back or mm-hmm. one day they're not going to wake up and they're gone or you know mm-hmm. there's all these um, stories that 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 personalities. Ha- creating in their mind Mm. so you know but again most people don't understand what's going on at the core so if we go deeper again than the fear of abandonment and you touched on it earlier with um, one of the stories you shared about one of the guys at the circle was around Mm. the mother wound I Mm. call it Mm -hmm. so we we all have wounds related to our parents and um, two that we identify with is the mother wound and the father wound um, I've personally found that the mother wound is the one that actually creates even more significant 
um, issues for us as humans. Mm. I think it's because our mother is our nurturer. She's, you know, she fed us, she birthed us. And if we have a complete disconnection with her, um, that was our survival mm. originally. So, yeah, I think it's it's worth really diving into when people are going around and around in circles and they're having emotional issues or they're having problems in their relationships. These are the sorts of things that could be playing out and they don't even realise. So mm. it's worth investigating. Mm, for sure. Yeah. So we'll, we'll talk about that more next week. Yeah. So yeah. trauma bonds yeah. and, and wounds and that yeah. type of thing, yeah. which is really actually interesting and meaty. Very. Because <laughs> I sort of didn't have the awareness until, you know, I, I learned more from you, but I see it playing out every day. Yeah. In, in people. Yeah without them realising it, you know. So it's a pretty uh, important thing for us to be able to discuss and for people to be able to, like, you know, uh, listen to at a level which is palatable. It's not clinical at all. It's it's, it's common sense, which is relatable. Yeah, and I've always, uh, you know, offered a coaching style like that. I always say to people it's... um, Common sense, down to earth, no bullshit. (laughs) And people seem to relate to that because, um, you know, like at the end of the day, we don't want the fluffy stuff. We don't really want the clinical stuff. We don't want the tablets Mm. to to try to make us or the medication to try to fix things. That's not going to work. So I've found another route um, that actually really dives deep very quickly and rapidly and people can get in and sort this baggage out, this emotional Mm. stuff out and... Mm get beyond that very, very quickly and, and it not be, you know, an issue or a major issue anymore. So you, you get your freedom back. Yeah, that's that's right. really what it's that's about. Priceless. Yeah. And, and really what happens there is is people go, go around in the soup of the blockages yep. and yep. they're in the road, but really getting out of, getting getting into a, 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 a like a, a vision of um, clearing. Yeah, And actually yes. like just, just yep. committing to that yep. can free you up and free your life, you know, uh, moving forward. Yeah. 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 And people are quite like shocked at how freeing the processes are that I use and how quickly and how easy um you know they just they can't believe the difference Mm. you know they just cannot believe it and you know i get messages all the time even from people up to 10 years ago saying oh my god you changed my life Mm, it's worth it (laughs) yeah it's worth it and that's why you know i'm grateful that we can share this on here yeah because i've done there's 250 odd episodes we haven't really dived, dived deep into the real life shit like this. Yeah, right. It's been people's experiences, their own yeah. life experiences, individuals, Stories. whatever. Yep. But I could guarantee that everyone's been on is, is in a relationship or been in a relationship. Yeah. And wouldn't have a clue about it. So that's yeah. why this is important, you know. Yeah. Well, if if you said to me, like, say one word that describes our life or could describe our life, it would have to be relationships. I know mm. we had a discussion about that last night. Mm. Um, everything we do and experience is based on relationships and like whether it's a relationship with a partner a relationship with a mother or a father or a child but it's also the relationship you have with your home your bank account your your boss your dog your hairdresser your doctor um nature you know just god everything Mm. like everything is the relationship that you're having with that thing or that person or that experience Mm. it all comes back to that Mm. so if we don't have a good understanding of relationship and how they work and how life works in terms of our relationship even with the universe Mm. hmm um we could do better yeah yeah (laughs) well it's something we're gonna get gotta get good at yeah 
Yeah, you know, get, get we can at, master it. Agree, get good at the relationship with ourselves. Yes. And if we get that right, then our relationships with others will be better. Definitely. You're walking into life. You know, I, I quite often hear from, you know, pretty deep spiritual people uh, that I've, I've, I've learned from, but also others, you know, reasonably consistently that seeing the other person as you mm. and seeing that in everything else uh, around you, you know, yeah. like seeing, seeing like, you know, your feelings in someone else and that type of thing. Yeah. And, uh, actually the oneness. To, that's right. It's yeah. the oneness. And yeah. that's when we can start really having empathy and compassion for other yeah. people in their situation. And, uh, you know, if we're not really conscious to our own stuff, we may not be very empathetic and uh, yeah. compassionate of other people's journey. But that's something I've also had to learn. I mean, mm. I, you know, I've had periods in my life where I've been so caught up in my own problems and my own stuff that I mm. haven't able to be as empathetic mm. and compassionate to people that I even love. Yeah, yeah. Um, Just on yeah. that, so if someone comes to you or it comes to me and they're operating at that level, yeah. we're going to bring them down. Like down to the parasympathetic nervous system so they can feel safe to talk about stuff. Mm. Because if you're trying to educate someone when their mind's totally like distracted and switch on, yeah. it just doesn't work. So you've got to be able to, you know, have a heart-to-heart, you know, the, old, the old school words, to, yeah. to be able to get people back to that frequency of the heart again yeah. to be able to help them feel secure and safe. Yeah, I was going to say the number yeah, one thing trust. is yeah. the safety. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah. I know for women, I, you know, I know women need to feel safe to, in a relationship to open up and be vulnerable, mm-hmm. um, not for, just mentally and emotionally, but physically. Uh, physically as well. And yeah. if it ain't available and it's not there, yeah. she will clam up. Yeah. yeah she yeah. won't She yeah. won't offer herself or her body or her experience in life yes. because she has. that's really her number one thing and yep. key to opening up her heart and mm. her body so yep. you know it's it's different for both men and women and again you know we could go deeper into that but we mm. won't today mm. we will. We'll, <laughs> not we'll, today we'll, at some point <laughs> yeah, we will, we that's will. for sure so <laughs> awesome thank you so much dons um if anyone wants to have a look at your work or whatever what's the best way to do that uh you can check me out on my website Donna Ware, D-O-N-N-A-W-A-R-E dot com dot A-U. Or you can definitely find me on Facebook. I'm on there a lot. Okay, cool. All right. That's good. <laughs> what have you used to do in the old days? We used to write, yeah. write letters and stuff. Yeah, I know. That was more romantic. But anyway. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks so much for listening in. Check out the Outback Mind Foundation too. Um, anything we can do to help you, you know, more than happy to have a yarn. So thanks, Donna. Thank you, Aaron, for having me back.